At this point, we all know about the war of words or tweets between NFL players and President Donald Trump when it comes to the protests during the national anthem. Many people were expecting a strong response from NFL players and teams on Sunday, and for the most part, that's exactly what happened. Several owners of NFL teams, many of whom donated to Trump's campaign, issued strong statements condemning the president's stance on NFL players kneeling. In addition to that, we saw many displays of unity from teams during the anthem. Some chose to interlock arms as team, some players stood, other players knelt. Even stronger statements were made by the Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks, and Tennessee Titans, who all remained in their locker rooms during the national anthem. I think the camaraderie showed by players, coaches, and owners was great, but ultimately, I think it could have and should have been executed better. The message of everybody supporting each other was clear, but the execution of the displays of protests was a little all over the place. I understand there wasn't a lot of time between the president directing his vitriol towards NFL players kneeling during the anthem and the games on Sunday, but in my opinion, the response to Trump by the players and teams could have still been a lot more unified. With some players choosing to link arms, some to kneel, some to stand, and some to not come out of the locker room altogether during the national anthem, the varying response made it look like the NFL teams and players aren't all on the same page. And maybe that's the case. Perhaps some owners or coaches weren't okay with players on their team kneeling down or staying in the locker room during the anthem. I'm sure many players didn't feel comfortable doing anything other than standing with their hand over their heart, which is absolutely fine. It's just my belief that just for this one week, it would have behooved the teams and players of the NFL to all be on the same page and protest in the same way, showing uniform solidarity with the players the president deemed sons of bitches and whom he suggested should all be fired from the league. A massive show of solidarity like that would have sent a much more clear and powerful message to President Trump and the country, that they all stand behind their players' rights to free speech and protest, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. So those were my three biggest takeaways from week three in the NFL. Did I miss anything? Do you think was a big storyline? Please call in and let me know. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. It's Tuesday, September 26th. All of Monday's baseball games are in the books. Here is your morning after in the MLB. Up first is the American League. The Blue Jays fly past the Red Sox 6-4. Josh Donaldson has a big game for Toronto as he gets three hits and knocks his 31st homer this year in the victory. The Angels are struck down by the White Sox 4-2. Mike Trout goes for his 30th dinger on the season in the LA loss. The Yankees crush the Royals 11-3. Aaron Judge smacks two home runs in the win, giving him 50 on the season and setting a new major league record for the most home runs ever in a rookie season, surpassing Mark McGuire. Texas is blasted by Houston 11-2. Joey Gallo smacks his 39th long ball of the season in the Rangers' loss. And in Monday's final AL contest, Seattle sails past Oakland 7-1. Mariners right fielder Mitch Hanniger goes yard twice in the win, giving him 16 this year. Now we check in with the National League. The Nationals get past the Phillies 3-1. Michael Taylor hits his 17th homer of the year with a two-run shot in the second inning in the Washington win. Atlanta and New York play a day-night doubleheader. In the first game, the Braves chop the Mets 9-2, to 
Lucas Sims gets the win for Atlanta, going six and two-thirds and striking out six, allowing a pair of runs. Then in the nightcap, New York nipped Atlanta 3-2. Seth Lugo earns the victory for the Mets. He tosses six innings, strikes out seven, and allows no runs on only two hits. The Cardinals are beaten up by the Cubs 10-2. Chris Bryant smacks his 29th homer of the season, and with the win, Chicago is now one victory away from clinching the NL Central title. Miami edges out Colorado 5-4. Rockies catcher Jonathan LaCroix has a big game despite the loss, homering and legging out a triple. The Diamondbacks are squashed by the Giants 9-2. Johnny Cueto picks up the win for San Francisco, his eighth this year. He throws six innings, strikes out eight, and gives up a pair of runs. Last one Monday in the NL, the Dodgers get their 100th win of the season, beating the Padres 9-3. Hugh Darvish has a strong performance as he goes 7 innings, strikes out 9, and allows one run on two hits for his 10th victory this year and 4th as a Dodger. If you didn't know, now you know. I'm Jeff Stryer, that was the morning after in the MLB, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news, only on Anchor.